Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one got a little bit better? Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies, and I have encountered three rattlesnakes in the wild this year. This year? This year. That's three more than all of the snakes I've seen in the wild in my life. That's a lot of snakes. Rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. No, oh, God. No, thank you. Danger noodles. Danger noodles. I'm never going outside now. Jesus. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host, who's a one-and-done kind of movie viewer whose least favorite part of the zoo is the reptiles. They aren't doing much. They don't do much, but they really gross me out. Oh, okay. Not a fan. Not a fan. And today, we are giving a second chance to the iconic... 2006 Sam Jackson vehicle, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, what a time. What a time. It's a summer. Let's let's celebrate with a big summer blockbuster that maybe people have forgotten. Maybe people just made fun of this, and it's the butt of the joke. For those of you who do not remember this movie, I want to just recap the summary. An FBI agent takes on a plane full of deadly venomous snakes deliberately released to kill a witness being flown from honolulu to los angeles to testify against a mob boss that's it that's exactly what happens that's more than i needed to see this movie the title alone makes me want to see the movie i mean this summary could just be snakes are on a plane and i'm in samuel jackson stars in a movie where snakes are on a plane and it's an issue okay i'm in there we go. Uh, before we talk about this movie, let's recap what we've been watching. Yeah, what have we given a first chance to, you could say? I haven't been watching too, too much. Okay. I will say, though, I did see Nope. I won't say too much because it's very fresh. It's a wild, wild ride. And Daniel Kaluuya is my my husband, truly. He doesn't know it yet, but he will be one day. Okay. Um, my boyfriend doesn't know that either, but it's okay. Um, and then I've also been playing the Dark Pictures Anthology, uh, which is a video game, but it sort of has movie storyline qualities and you sort of choose your own adventure kind of game. It's horror. It's really cool. I played Man of Medan, which I really liked. I am just started on Little Hope, um, but they're great. They're, like, so cinematic. They're so interesting. So I really like them. What are they? It's called Dark Pictures Anthology. It's done by, I believe, Supermassive Games, which also did Until Dawn, which is the first video game I ever played from beginning to end. Wow. That was only a couple years ago. I'm very new to the gaming sphere, that's for sure. The first one has a really interesting storyline. The second one, I just started playing very new to it, but it seems very spooky and cool, so I really like them. I have had a very different watching experience this week. This week, you know, to compliment Snakes on a Plane, I went with 
cinema. I finally got around to seeing The Lighthouse and another uh, A24 movie, uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. So, very different tones than Snakes on a Plane. Definitely very different. I don't have much to say about them except they were movies and I watched them. I've seen The Lighthouse. They're kind of more like a tonal horror, if you will. Like, no jump scares, but sort of eerie. Uh, Lighthouse has more of the isolation of two men in a lighthouse, you know, getting stir-crazy. Um, black and white. The movie looks gorgeous, and it's yeah. just got a weird vibe throughout the whole thing. Killing of a Sacred Deer has... Uh, I was interested in watching that one, and that's the one I ultimately enjoyed slightly more. Uh, it's just my taste. may not be everyone's taste, but I liked it. Um, Colin Farrell has a huge beard, and I'm a super fan of that. Uh, we also get Nicole Kidman, who... I'm a huge fan of her AMC trailer. All right, well, now that we've talked about our first chances with some stuff this week, let's talk about our first chance with Snakes on a Plane. So, Joe, do you remember your first time watching Snakes on a Plane? It had to have been in college when it came out. I was It came out while I was in college. I'm almost positive my friends and I went to see. This is the type of thing we, we would be like, oh, it's so hilarious. Oh, my God. Snakes are on a plane, and Sam Jackson's doing stuff and yelling about things. We would have, we would have gone and seen this in theater. Um, I don't know how many more times I would have seen it past the theater. Maybe like once on DVD, because I definitely owned it on DVD. I don't know if it's sitting in a closet behind me or in a storage facility in Houston, Texas. <laughs> um, I remember. Also, watching it with friends, I think I, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it after it was released on DVD. I think I was at a friend's house, and we were like, hell yeah, let's fucking get into this. And I remember being like, all of us being really into it in sort of like an ironic sort of way where we're like, yeah, we know what this is. I'm going to fucking ride this out. Um, I didn't remember much. I think that was like the first and only time I'd seen it until now. I just remember, of course, Samuel Jackson of course, snakes terrorizing a plane, okay. and of course, that dope-ass song Cobra Starship does for it. I forgot about the song. So, I loved Cobra Starship back in the day, so I rem that song came back. The only things I remember visually from it are Kid Witnessing Murder at the beginning. Interesting that you remember that. Sam J I, yeah, I just think that's such a weird reason to put him, you know, on there. I remember Keenan Thompson being in it. This was like right as he got, I think, SNL. And you're like, what? Probably. He's doing stuff. Yeah. We haven't seen him since all that in Good Burger. Um, so it was fun seeing him like as an adult. We were like, what? I remember like the couple having sex in the bathroom <laughs> and the snake biting her titty. I was like, somehow I didn't remember that. I don't know why. Because it's so Well, you were in a horny, insane. you know, college boy. That's okay, for sure. that's fair, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just like, yeah, boobies! Like, freaking out. Um, now it's really just silly, goofy, over the top. Those are the moments I enjoy about this movie. Just like, what is some weird, dumb thing we could put in? Got it. Yep. Yeah, so there's bits and pieces. Like, I remember. Um, but going through it this time... 
it was fun seeing like, oh yeah, I didn't know these actors were in this. Yeah, I was kind of floored when Juliana Margulies showed up, forgot about her in this. And then Taylor Kitsch from Friday Night Lights is the guy in the bathroom having bathroom. sex when the snakes first come up. Like, what? That was very interesting. And Keenan too, I did not remember Keenan, so that was wild. All right, well, let's get into some other people's first time with Snakes on a Plane. Let's start off with some positives. I'm going to start off these positives with the way I prefer to start off all my positive reviews. With a Nell Minow quote. Oh my god, I'm so glad she saw this. Nell Minow. Man, she was one of the ones that was like, did she watch this? And I need to know what she thought of this. And it's in the positive, so that's always a good sign. Nell Minow of Movie Mom. I imagine the four screenwriters divided it up. I'll make a list of places on the plane the snakes will be found. You do body parts they can bite. You do items on a plane that can be used as weapons. And you do things that can go wrong. That's not really an opinion, but I do, I get it, yeah. I see what she's saying, and I would agree it does sort of feel like let's just Instead of writing a plot, let's just go through the list of crazy shit we can do. Let's do it. Why not? Movie writing clue. <laughs> Candlestick. <laughs> Bathroom. Sam Jackson. Jen Chaney with the Washington Post said, Snakes on a plane is pure escapist fun, and absolutely nothing more. I couldn't agree more. It's... Turn your brain off. You watch. really don't need to think far into this movie. It says in the title, it does the job for you. I just read the title. I get it. Yeah. Lisa Rose of Newark Star Ledger. There's a certain knee-jerk impulse to bash snakes just because of all the ridiculous buildup, but the film delivers on its promise of reptilian fun with a camp mix of comedy, horror, and suspense. It's super campy, of course. It's called Snakes on a Plane. And it has a little bit of all the campy horror, you know, not a serious horror in the slightest, and suspense. And then just, like, leaning into it, which makes it really comedic and silly. So, I like I like the mix of what we got going on here. Jake Euchert with F5 out of Wichita, Kansas, said, With entertainment, this cardboard and waitlist isn't a response like disappointment disproportionately complex? Which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you complain about the, this movie, what were you doing in, in the first place? You knew ex literally exactly <laughs> what you were getting into. This movie did not try to hide it. <laughs> it sure did it. And you were kind of dumb, but I think you'll like it. And like, hey, you might not have liked it. That's okay. But you can't be like disappointed or upset by that. J.R. Jones of Chicago Reader. The plot is ridiculous, and the characters are cardboard, but not, is that the same one you just read? No, that's the second one to say cardboard. Oh, that's why I was like, wait, what? The plot is ridiculous, and the characters are cardboard, but none of that really matters once the snakes get into the fuselage and start zapping people. The very definition of entertainment. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I stumbled on that because... Zapping people? I, it's never a phrase that I think, or a verb that snakes can do. No, when I think zap, it's like an electricity bolt, you know, like a zap. I thought that. They bite a lot of people. They bite, they move quick, but I, they, zap is weird. 
Venomize people. Venomize people, they sure do. Well, I think it's time to get to what's going to be my least favorite part of the episode, and that's <laughs> the negative reviews for Snakes on a Plane. we got to start shitting on Snakes on a Plane. Ugh. Phoebe Flowers of South Florida Sun Sentinel. The greatest title in history is, when executed as an actual movie, Venomously Awful. Oh, 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 someone knows how to pun. Stephanie Zacharyak with Salon.com. Snakes on a plane could have been great. Good, bad, fun. All it had to do was live up to its name. I, I'm almost positive there are snakes on this plane. I saw snakes on that plane. It lives up to the title. They're definitely... There's too many snakes on the plane. There are so many snakes on that goddamn plane. So many of them. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly. What exactly is the joke? If this cornball exploitation disaster movie had been called Anaconda 3, Flight for of Fear, or as was once planned, Pacific Air 121, we could all stop pretending that there is something exotically tacky about it i think i actually read that they filmed under the name anaconda 4 to avoid people like investigating i've also heard that the original title was pacific air 121 which is a bad title anyway so i read some fun facts about that because i remember hearing like rumblings about the title change and stuff like that so originally i think this is a funny story so originally it was going to be titled snakes on a plane and then Jackson's management team said he's absolutely not going to do a movie called Snakes on a Plane. So then they changed it to like the more serious like Pacific Pacific Air 121. Apparently Samuel Jackson found out that his management team said that and was like no 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 we're not being serious here. Are you fucking kidding me? Um and then so He's actually is quoted as saying, I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? That's exactly what you want to do, he told Entertainment Weekly. How else are you going to get people into the movie? Nobody wants to see Pacific Air 121. That's like saying, vote to heaven. People either want to see this movie or they don't. So let them know, if you're going to see this movie, you're going to see a plane full of deadly ass snakes. That's what it should be called. Deadly ass snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and then he said, when the title changed to Pacific Flight 121 was the stupidest damn thing I ever heard. <laughs> it is really stupid, yeah. Because Owen has a point. If this movie wasn't titled Snakes on a Plane, would we give a shit? No. And so Samuel Jackson, I love that his management was like, he's an actor. He's not doing that. And he was like, are you s stupid? Yes, we are. So, as someone who has watched Samuel L. Jackson's Masterclass, oh. he he goes into, yeah, he just wants to go, he wants to be in movies that, oh, I'd like to see me in that. Like, or I'd like to go to the theater to see that type of movie. I don't really care about, like, oh, this is going to get me an Oscar. Oh, this, is, like, no. I want to be in something fun. Like, which is why I think he's done the Star Wars. He's in the Marvel movies. He has a fun time being in them and watching them. That's why he's in Kong. Like, I think that's the perfect example of it. Because that's, like, the movie that, like, this is a big spectacle action thing. I want to watch that. I love watching me. Put me in that. Yeah, and I think it's 
obviously worked very well for him so far, and his filmography is, like, all across the board, which is really cool. He does, like, you know, the the little weird sort of smaller projects, like Pulp Fiction wasn't supposed to be a big hit. It was, like, this weird sort of smaller movie that he was down to do. And then he does shit like Snakes on a Plane where it's just like, I'm going to have fun. I want to do this movie. It's exciting. Whatever. I don't care if it's good or not. And that's, I think, why we fucking love him because he's, he's game. Like, he's down to do it. And we love him for that. Randy Shulman of Metro Weekly, Washington, D.C. This movie isn't just mediocre. It's profoundly mediocre. I don't think so. I think in the lens of 2022... It's not as great. I think this movie was best in 2006. I think the uniqueness of just having an action movie where venomous snakes are the villain on a on a plane, that makes it just not mediocre in my eyes. You can't you can't get away from them. There's no them. way out of this situation except landing the plane and leaving the plane. And I'm sorry how many big budget movies did this? You're also over the ocean. There's no landing. This. That's what I like about it. you can't just pop on the ground. Like, you are in it. All right, Jeff Strickler with Minneapolis Star Tribune said, It's the funniest thriller of the year, although I'm not sure if everything we laugh at is supposed to be amusing. I, yeah, I think they know. This is stupid. Let's put this in there. I think they know exactly what they're doing, and I think um, when the internet found out about it they even doubled down with like oh yeah we're gonna just have fun and be silly and stupid it was definitely supposed to be amusing all right so there unfortunately is no roger ebert he could not be bothered with snakes on a plane at least that i could find i did some digging because i was like does he get it does he get what they were going for was he just mean about it i don't i'll never know but i feel like it's like the number one film critic of like all like all time right. like there's no He's the one everyone can associate, like, and know, oh, he's a film critic. Like, that's... Exactly. He's the guy. That's why I joke that he's the sassiest bitch, because, like, we all know him for that. I do not understand how he would have not watched this. I feel like it's right. his responsibility. That's what I would have thought, too. But I could not find his review. So... If he can sit through North, he can sit through... This. Exactly! I mean, come on. We've heard some weird reviews from him. This is odd. This was a huge movie back in the day. So if anyone out there listening is able to find his review, please send it. I would love to see it. I really would. I'd be fascinated. But I couldn't find it, and I'm sad about that. His uh, critic partner, Richard Robert, at the Chicago Sun-Times, did give his opinion about Snakes on a Plane, so I, I guess this is like the closest we're going to get to it. But anyway, Richard Robert said, Without that title and a year's worth of internet-fueled buzz, this would be just another forgettable mildly entertaining mid-august throwaway movie he's not wrong he's not wrong at all i do agree with that but i don't think that's a bad thing like i truly don't i think that that's makes it really fun and sort of special that like this really weird wacky idea for a movie was coming out and we as audience members took it as our own on the internet and we're like this is for us so much so that they did reshoots and and read what people said on the internet to incorporate it in the movie. I mean, this was like literally our movie. All right, well, let's talk about our second chance with Snakes on a Plane. 
So, like, right away, Yeah. I just want to say that I went into this movie just being like, oh my god, I forgot a lot about this movie. I forgot, like, the, the stuff around it. I forgot about a lot of, like, what happened in the movie. And so I was really interested in revisiting it because it's, like, was such a weird sort of, like... I, I feel like it's almost an anomaly. Like, movies like this are so interesting when they get made, especially now. Like, I don't think Snakes on a Plane could get made nowadays because I think people would think it's too silly and too stupid to give money to. I think it could get made if it hammed it up way more. If it was way over the top, because then it's, we're kind of, like, in the joke. I think it could get made. It just it, it would have a very different vibe. You'd have to get a very select, like, I would say comedic director or just, you know. It'd be like in the vein of Sausage Party where they're like, <laughs> like, we got a funny joke and a gag. And then they just didn't know what to do with that movie. Um, whereas, like, if you really go hard, maybe, you know, especially if it was a reboot of this movie. You just put a thought into my head. If we were to make this movie now, let's just say Sam Jackson yeah. couldn't be in it for whatever reason, he can't be in it. Who would you want to First see? First of all, that's wrong. He would be in it. He, I think he's known for, as long as you're paying him, fucking show up. He would do Snakes on a Plane too, I'm sure. But like, who else would we want to see? I would put him to like a cameo. Yeah. Not really cameos, but just like minor role. Like, he gets one to two scenes, and he absolutely dies. But in the most heroic fashion of, like, blowing up the back half of the plane with holding all the snakes and... Yeah, a good heroic death, for sure. But who would we want as the lead? Like, who would we want in today's, like, Sam Jackson role? Do we... Do we want someone... I feel like I want someone who knows it's goofy. Absolutely. Um, do we want someone that's an action star or a comedy star? Action, because he's, he's like, action, like, I think action. I want an action star. My go-to name that I just thought of, it's probably not the person I would select, but Jason Statham is, because after his, he did that one Melissa McCarthy movie where he is in on the gag of him being, like, the goofy, like, over-the-top action person. So that's where my mind went to. But I think we need someone like Dwayne Johnson, who is, like, a big, huge star. That's interesting. And he, yeah, I think Dwayne Johnson would be, like, the guy for this. And he's done movies that aren't super far removed from Snakes on a Plane. Like, what is it, Skyscraper or whatever? So we kind of touched on this a little bit in the reviews, but let's just, like, get to why the snakes are on the plane in the first place, because I find this to be the most boring. It spends quite a bit of time at the beginning setting this up. It does. First of all, we get Hawaii, which is so cool. This kid on a dirt bike just randomly runs into some guy getting, is he getting hung or he's just hung up? Uh, I think he's he's hung up and about to get murdered. Yeah, okay. Or he's in the process of dying. He just yeah. witnesses an execution gang style. And the gang somehow noticed who he was because he was in a bike and dips off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my note at the beginning was snakes on a dirt bike? 
Yeah, when we open on a dirt bike, I'm like, what in the world are we doing here? Um, and then Sam Jackson just shows up at the kid's apartment. It's like, I'm here to protect you. How? How do you know who this kid is? I'm so com- I'm already super confused as we're trying way too hard to make sense of this. Which is why my version, we just start with everyone getting on the plane and it's a mystery and we're learning bit by bit. I like that a lot better. Who care like and like you know who cares like who cares how the snakes are on a plane? But I do feel like watching that part it really was like shit, we got to find a way to make sense of this. What I thought when I first watched it the this time around was the the gang right before they're about to kill he's a prosecutor he's whatever the the guy who they murder is a prosecutor okay right before they murder him they say something like your son's gonna grow up without a dad or whatever and then kill him so i thought like oh the guy the kid who witnessed it is his son and that's how they know who he is that's how sam jackson can find him because he's a prosecutor's son and then Mm. i realized as the movie goes on no he's not his son he's just some random kid so, like, when I was watching it, all that stuff kind of, it was unbelievable, but sort of made sense of, like, oh, they found him because he's a son. Sam Jackson found him because he's a son. No, he's not a son. I think your way would make it better. We'd get into the action right away. And as the movie goes on, we find out, oh, he's so-and-so. He's about to testify. He's a really important We have person. to clear off the top, the uh, first class. Why? Classified. We don't know. Oh, cool. I'm intrigued. I want to know the reason why we have to clear out for his class. Oh, and then have a scene with them like, hey, you're in witness protection. Shut the fuck up. You're not allowed to say anything. I'm Sam Jackson. Motherfucker. And then we learn that way. I also learned that via trivia, I don't know how true it is, but hopefully it's true. Shia LaBeouf turned down a role in this movie. I wonder what role that could have been. Oh man, you know what? I really wish he was the Sean character, because it would have just been better. It would have been way more interesting with Shia LaBeouf. Like, it would have just even been more of, like, a time capsule moment. Have, like, our Sam Witwicky personality. Like, what? What am I? I gotta do something! <laughs> yeah, because, like, this Sean is really boring. He's really forgettable. He spends a lot of time, like, wanting to help, but Sam Jackson's like, nah, dude, we need you alive. Like, knock it off. And instead of being like, like you said, a Sam Witwicky, almost like, I want to help though. He's almost like too, like trying too hard to be heroic. Like a little too, like, I have to do the right thing. Like whatever. And like, I, I get it. Cause like, if he died, he even, Jackson even says like, if you die, this is for nothing. Like you need to be alive to put this guy in jail or all these people that got killed by snakes on this fucking plane and. It's for nothing. Yeah, I get it. It makes sense why, like, we he has to sort of grapple with, like, I gotta be protected, but, like, oh, I want to help people with the snakes. But, like, it doesn't come off as, like, fun or interesting in a way that maybe if we had that sort of, like, Shia LaBeouf energy type of thing, like, would have. Especially, like, that mid-2000s Shia. That was a time. So, I really like the introducing all the characters that could die moment. Yeah. Um, Because, like, we get a wide variety of people, and in it now, like, if we were rebooting it, we're definitely getting, I would try and get a lot of, like, C-list and B-list people. No A-listers, because I would assume, like, oh, they're going to make it. You know, like, no, I want everyone thinking anyone's expendable. 
that's where I went. That's the that's a sweet spot I need. Um, because like even like we get David Koechner, and I totally forgot he's yeah, in this fucking movie. Me too. What I think is fun about that too is like this. It did feel like that in this movie because I had forgotten who lives and who dies. So it did feel like anyone could go at any moment, and that's what makes it really interesting to watch. And what yeah, no stars like above the other, especially whatever stage of career they're in. Or even if they are, like, Kettner is a guy that, like, he dies in a lot of things. So, like, I expect he could. But he's also the kind of guy that, like, we love his goofiness. So, like, he could make it through. He could be the goofy love, the one we love and make it to the end. Yeah, and, like, what's interesting about him is he, so he plays one of our pilots. And he does seemingly die at first. And he's gone. And you're like, oh, shit, okay, fuck. What are we going to do? And then he just... No, I don't want to ask a single question about what happened. He just comes back and is like, oh, I didn't die, actually. I'm good to go. I'm just full of venom. I think I'm going to pull through. Good. Great. You're fun. Let's bring you back in here. Who cares? Um, one thing I did find funny, Taylor Kitsch, who's from Friday Night Lights, I don't, I think, I don't remember if the show was on at this point, but. Just barely, I okay. think. I think like a season. He was one of our very first to go, which I thought was interesting. So, and the cast is really wild. So we have, of course, Samuel Jackson. We have David Ketchner, like we just said. Taylor Kitsch. Juliana Margulies, who's like an actress. Truly Broadway, like, ER, The Good Wife, like, known for her acting. So I thought she was fun in this. I've never seen anything she's in except Snakes on a Plane. Really? Okay. I, I've, never watched, I've never watched an episode of ER. ER slaps. ER is the original doctor drama. I never, I've never watched The Good Wife. Okay. I again, I don't think I'm the audience for that show. Yeah, The Good Wife is really good, but she's also. I think those are two big things, and yeah, I haven't watched either. She's also like Broadway lady, so like she's. I don't watch Broadway. Okay, so then yeah, you're not in her demo for a lot of things. This is an anomaly for her as well. We also have Keenan, who fits so well into this movie. Keenan's a good fit for this. Perfect. And then we have Bobby Cannavale, who's also, like, Broadway actor. I forget he's in this because he's not on the plane. He's, he's not like, the, the FBI agent that's, like, solving the crime on the ground. Yeah. Like, we gotta figure out who put the snakes on the plane. Apparently, I was reading, I don't know how true this is, but uh, supposedly, he fucking hates this movie. He's, like, really regrets doing it. I'm like, dude, if Sam Jackson doesn't, you shut up. This is fun. I don't think we need his character in the movie. We do cut back to him quite a few times. I I do think he's necessary because then we get uh, Todd Luiso. Luiso? And I like him as like the nerdy like snake expert. We need a snake expert to tell everyone how to deal with all these venomous snakes. That's true. That is a really interesting... Um, part where like we get to have some so someone on the ground walking us through like the snakes and like how to survive and all that one th one of my favorite parts about that is they're talking about like oh my god how do we get this snake information to our guy on the ground like oh my god i don't know how we can do this and um knock off alicia silverstone goes haven't you ever heard of email dickwad because she has this flip phone that can get this email photos what and this is like novel technology in this movie like oh my god we can do that <laughs> like, 
it'd be a lot easier now. Everyone would just be able to like Google the snake, or they even have an app that just points at the snake's direction and like identifies. Oh, this is it. Plus, this is how you cure it. Oh my God, we forgot to mention the star of the movie, Mary Kate the Chihuahua. I love her. She's really cute, and it's so sad when she gets tossed. Usually, like in movies, like the dog ain't gonna die. Dog is gonna survive it. Who, who, what monster murders the pet? This movie does. Old white man just grabs him, grabs the little dog, and like, oh, here, it'll distract him for a second. What did you do, you monster? Monster. That's the one thing I would absolutely change about this movie. Mary-Kate survives. I don't care how. As a chihuahua dog mom myself, that part really, really gets to me. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But I do like that the awful white guy who throws the chihuahua gets his comeuppance right away. in a Within seconds. Within seconds. <laughs> That anaconda was like, that's not a meal. No. You're a meal. And, like, it's, he, that wraps around him and then starts swallowing his head. Oh, it's a, it's a gross death. Even better is at the end of the movie when the plane explodes and everything's getting sucked out. You could see the anaconda with his giant fat body in it just <laughs> soup, right out of the plane. So you know he's having a miserable long death, but I still... Mary-Kate, my chihuahua girl. Again, in my reboot, he throws the chihuahua, it lands in the middle of the snakes, and the anaconda just looks up at him like, you're bigger, you fucking idiot. And probably even says that, too, because in my movie, the snakes would talk. Sure! <laughs> Why not? Why not? We're camping it up. Turn it up to 11. We are in it. Um, I would have that happen. Speaking of... One of the most bonkers part of this movie to me, and there's a lot of stuff happening in it, is when we get POV shots from the snake. Like, the, ca <laughs> the camera is what the snake sees, and it's got this, like, really weird, bizarre, like, filter over it to be like, oh, it's a snake now. Like <laughs> We're editing with Final Cut, and it has this filter. Let's use that. I love it. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. Why did we do that? Maybe that's how snakes see. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, literally, that is, like, two seconds away from just having the snakes talk at that point. So, I think the things that didn't age well, you've already mentioned our technology, uh, our homophobia in snake bites. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> snake bites a guy in the butt, and our flight attendant, who everyone is pretty convinced that he's gay. Someone volunteers to suck the venom out of someone's butt. Hell no! Uh, you'd rather you'd rather die from the venom than have someone just because they're a male suck the venom out of your butt. Okay, dude. Yeah, it's a weird joke. Also, like the flight attendant, the whole gag is that like, <laughs> is he gay? I, we think so. Like, okay, whatever. The other thing that was gross was um, they wouldn't let the guy suck the uh, poison out, but I think Elsa sucks poison out of somebody. And then they're like, that's hot. And it's out of a kid, too. It's like a kid's arm, and she's like, I know how to do this. And so she volunteers bravely to save the kid and suck the venom out. I think it's Keenan that's like, uh, I got bit, too. Which is mildly funny. <laughs> Had they not done the homophobia thing, I think that joke would have landed. Yeah. But because you've already been like, hell no. 
No, no, no. Then no one can suck stuff out of you. Again, things that didn't age well. Keenan talks about landing the plane based off a PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> That's right. Time capsule moment. Yep. This three consoles ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. This movie really is of the time with the technology in it. That's for sure. Flight attendant, I really like that he throws a snake in a microwave and pushes the snake preset on the microwave. <laughs> the microwave on a plane has a snake setting. Yeah. Hell yeah, movie. You knew exactly what you're doing. I loved that. I thought that was so funny and so stupid. One, he just throws it in a microwave. That alone is funny to me. And then the snake button, snake preset. What the hell? They get it. They know what they're doing. There's a lot of really creative, like, snake versus human moments that I really like. Um, I think the first reveal of the snakes is sick. When they first all come into the cabin with the oxygen masks is so fucking good. Just, like, all... Because we all know if you've flown a plane or if you've seen planes in a movie, you know what the oxygen mask coming down will look like if you haven't witnessed it in real life. So we get that, and then we play with that by having all the snakes come down with it at the same time. And it's and they just, all dangle. And they're dangling, they're, bite, they're going at it. It's just fun visuals, and it just creates fucking chaos right away. I love it. I think it's rad. I think it's such a good introduction to, like, here's what we're going to be dealing with. I think my least favorite, like, incident, violent part... I think it comes shortly after that because everyone rushes out because they're like, I don't want to deal with this. Some lady steps her heel into someone's ear. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, no, we didn't need that. I, yeah, Ooh, brutal. I don't know why I like this so much, but someone grabs a barf bag and there's a snake in it. <laughs> there's two bathroom moments. The couple having sex and it latches onto her nipple. It's just... B-movie goofiness perfection right there. Exactly. Just like, how stupid is this? It's already so stupid that they go into the bathroom to smoke weed and have very loud sex on a plane. <laughs> and the flight attendants are like, Mile High Club! <laughs> <laughs> no one's upset about it in the slightest. One thing I really enjoy too, it's not a death, but the when the first the snakes first come about, Sam Jackson just has a taser and is just... Z zap that's zapping that's some zapping he's just like tasering the snakes that are in his way and i just think it's really fun to watch it's it's so weird because he does it so casually like i've done this before <laughs> yeah. i know how to fight a snake i think that's why it's really funny to watch <laughs> yeah and that like also i just have to say he fully gets what's happening so much so that like he knows exactly the tone and how he has to play it in, like, each moment. Because sometimes, like, he's just being so campy. And then sometimes there's, like, some seriousness to the exchanges. He just gets it. I almost disagree because I wanted it campier. I wanted it. He needed to be way more over the top and angry about snakes faster. Just like, this, what the fuck is going, like, what? And I don't know. I just, I wanted more campy the second time around. I think with my second time around, I had expectations so low that it just, it doesn't come up to where I need it to be. Well, speaking of that, I want to read some fun facts. Of course, 
There is the iconic line in cinema, which is Sam Jackson saying, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And what I didn't know about this was that they incorporated that into the movie uh, in reshoots because a YouTuber, his name's Chris Ronan, created an R-rated audio trailer for Snakes on a Plane. And when he did that, he took sound bites and actually mashed Sam Jackson with his other movie role saying, I want these motherfucking snakes off the motherfucking plane. And because fans responded so well to that trailer, just people on the internet were like, oh my god, that's hilarious. The studio saw it and was like, oh, well, now we have to add that. We absolutely have to add that. I, I hope Chris maybe got some money. Probably not, though. Um, but... <laughs> The YouTube views, he probably got money. That's true. He probably did get th- with that. So good for you, Chris. You changed cinema as we know it. But one thing that I also read, which I find really, really funny, um, in television airings of this movie, to you know get past the motherfucker of it all for TV, they actually have this very specific way of blocking out the motherfuckers. And in the TV, the line changed to, I've had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. It just flows out of the lips so well. (laughs) You know, recently I was in the theater, and I come across this trailer for um, Paws of Fury, I think it is. Michael Sarah's like, a dog. Kung Fu Panda, but dog. (laughs) it's, It's discount Kung Fu Panda with a dog. Sam Jackson plays, like, a cat that's his, like mentor or sensei or whatever but he he does the i'm what the mother father cocker spaniel is going on here it kind of plays into the same vein of like he's famous for saying fuck all the time so how can we pun it around so he's not saying it in this kids movie i don't know he doesn't need to try and say fuck in a funny way in the kids movie no it looks not great Um, Another fun fact about Sam Jackson and his notorious use of motherfucker was that a Las Vegas booking agency took bets on how many times Jackson would utter his crude catchphrase during the 105-minute film, which I think that's that's history right there. How many many booking agencies are taking bets on movies, you know? After watching this movie, the highlight the second time around was the credits. Because I had forgotten about this song, but Cobra Starship, Bring It, which is a song I'm almost positive was created for this movie. It was, yeah. Um, Holy shit, that song slaps. Still. It slaps. It's so good. And I, I feel like I hadn't listened to it in almost 15 years. And I knew most of the lyrics. I was singing along. Tell kids me goodbye. The music video is them just chilling through the airport, trying to get through security with snakes in their luggage. And holy hell, this is way more exciting than the entire movie. I love this song. This song is epic. It's fun. It fits it so well. It's, to me, in my opinion, one of the best songs written for a movie ever. Love it. Almost irritated it doesn't play during the movie. Truly, this should have been a montage with that song. Like, absolutely. It's so good. I used to love Cobra Starship back in the day. I don't know anything they sing except this. Uh, there's some songs I think you would know if you heard them. Cause, and they're very similar in that type of, like, fun, like, 
upbeat, like, just dancing kind of music. I used to love them. I've met three out of the four members of the band. I loved them so much. I've seen them live a few times back in the day. And they just came back. They just finally released new music in, like, 2022, I think. So, like, they're back, baby. Yeah, I used to I used to love them. And that song slaps. It's so good. It, I think it was one of my ringtones for a little while. Which one? The Snakes on a Plane one. I think I'm pretty sure it was a ringtone of mine for a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know their stuff. I saw them... I saw them open for Fall Out Boy, and they sang the Snakes on a Plane song. So I think when you say Fall Out Boy, we're already in two different genres of music that I'm just not a fan of. I just don't care. And I feel like there's a reason I never heard any of their stuff. It's because... not for, no. Yeah, you weren't the audience. That's okay. Uh, there's like two Fall Out Boy songs I think I enjoy, but the rest of them, like, I, it's just that whiny 2000s boys. Oh, that was my jam. That was my shit. That's what the wife likes, too, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> like, yellow card? That kind of crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. yellow card. Yeah. Just throwback. Absolutely. Uh, Taking Back Sunday. Oh, my God. There's Make a lot of them sure. that are just oh, yeah. not a part of my Rolodex of music, and she likes it all. That makes sense. It makes sense for you not to like it. Anyway, um, that, and that's another reason why I feel like this movie is a time capsule because of that song as well. It's very much of like the songs from back in the day kind of vibe. I, I love it. All right. Well, should we make it official? Should we put our stamp of opinion? Sure. Well, Joe, do you think snakes on a plane deserved a second chance? You know, if you've never seen snakes on a plane, and the title, Snakes on a Plane, intrigues you, watch it. But if it doesn't, stay away from it. Um, does it hold up over 15 years? Not really. I, I think the excitement was when I first watched it, when it was, like, in joke. But now with, like, technology has changed a lot, so a lot of the things just feel outdated. And I feel like action or horror, any of it is just, like, I've seen wilder things since then, so the craziness when it happened, sure, it was wild, but, like, I don't think it holds up well, unless you're super into, like, B-movies and, like, campy crap, but, it, yeah, if the title Snakes on a Plane intrigues you, watch it, but for me, I I wasn't feeling it this time around, I think it was the lightning in the bottle, one and done. So, I agree with what you're saying, I think... If you remember this movie back in the day and you enjoyed the hell out of it, you're still going to enjoy it, I think. Personally, that's what I went through. Um, I do think, though, you're right. It's very much a, a time and a place. And if you want to revisit that time and a place, get into it. And if you didn't care for it or understand it then, you're not going to now. Like, it's past. I had a lot of fun revisiting it. I get why others wouldn't, though. So I'm like a like a kind of give it a second chance like yeah I enjoyed my second chance with it I don't know if you will but like for the purpose of like what the hell is going on with this movie I forgot about it like yeah get in get back into it 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 was nice seeing like things I forgot about but like overall meh. I agree with you too that like it doesn't necessarily age well like it doesn't but I but almost that kind of adds to the B-movie-ness of it all now. The memory of it was what was exciting. 
I could see that, yeah. With all the pieces of it, like, from the outside, makes it really special and unique. But as a standalone movie on its own, meh. I didn't have a terrible time, but I know I could have been having a better time with something else. Okay, that's fair. I had a really good time. (laughs) Good. It's still an anomaly to this day, I think. I don't know. Give it a second chance if you want to. If you don't, don't. I think it's personal preference and what you want to watch at that moment. If you want to, like, watch something stupid and, and campy, yeah. And if you're into cinema, don't watch watch something else for that evening. I don't know. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on YouTube for a visual episode. We are on all the socials. It's all linked down below in the show notes. So please like, subscribe, follow, continue the conversation over on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, TikTok, all the things. We want to hear from you. Have you seen Snakes on a Plane? What did you think back in 2006? What's your favorite Sam Jackson movie? We want to hear everything. A big thank you, as always, to Beatty McBeatface for making our dope theme song. And we'll be back again soon with another Second Chance movie.